Derek and Steve present You Heard It Here Second Welcome to episode 155 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Derek. And I am Steve. And welcome back to episode 155. Steve, how's it going? Derek... It's going well, man. Uh, nice, we took nice. another extra long break. We're kind of taking yeah. this season casually, man. Yeah, you know, we're, we're just we're just we're just kind of going with the flow, you know. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, any day, any week, <laughs> we could show up on your podcast. <laughs> you never know when it's gonna just pop up on your newsfeed. So yeah, uh, so I think um, it was three weeks bef- in between yep. this one. Hopefully, I- I'm thinking we're gonna stick to two or three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Once well, we get so past I- that, it's it's tougher. Yeah, for like for the the we sort of had told the audience at the beginning of the season, you know, every other week was our plan, and we do text each other on that cadence. Yeah, like, like, like we do check in at the beginning of of that every other week. I definitely feel just... very guilty when we miss the the second week <laughs> deadline. I will yeah. tell the listeners that, that I <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, but what we what we haven't been doing at all is like, you know coming back the following week if we suspect the next one's not going to work we we're, t- we're tending to go with the third one instead of the the early one right so right that's fine you know and it's it's okay for now i think it's a um you know once we hit the sort of the uh the lull of the winter when no one has anything to do i'm sure we'll probably be uh, a little bit more uh open schedules i'm guessing and like I'll january podcast twice a day if you so. want <laughs> <laughs> um so, but yeah, we're back for episode 155. Um, any uh, shout outs, announcements, anything like that off the top? I do have a shout out. All right. Nice. Uh, I would like to shout out Andrew Oppenheim. What there up, dude? He's a, a colleague and a guy that I beat in pickleball. Oh, perfect. Nice. Yeah. Well, sorry to hear that, Andrew. You Adam, Adam to the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's tough. Yeah. Just uh, another another one on the on the list of defeated uh, pickleball players. So uh, what was the score? Long road. Um, I beat him f- three games to one. He definitely t- he took wow. a game off me. So okay. props right. to him. Uh, That's but solid. yeah, otherwise whooped him. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Has pickleball um, made it to uh, New England yet? No, not really. Um, I mean, I've I think it has been played, but it's not. Uh, I have not heard anyone talk about it. So pickleball is it's, all uh, the rage down here. Is it? Wow. Yeah. It's like. Do you know what it is? Yeah, well, I mean, refresh my memory. I like, I, I think I have a good idea, but it's basically if you combined tennis and ping pong. So it's like ping pong on a big court. That's yes, how I okay. describe yeah, it. Yeah, 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 right. Um, and it's, I think people like it because old people and unathletic people can play it. It's <laughs> right. just easier than tennis. It's timeless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you get a little bit of exercise on like ping pong. So yeah, right. <laughs> it, it covers a, a, a casts a very wide net. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we're it's if people are gonna play it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in on it. All right, so PSA, yeah. PSA. If anyone wants uh wants a challenge in pickleball, uh, quick trip to Florida and square up with Steve. And, uh, Let's go. Give give me give you a run for your money. So yeah, if you um, want to pickle, let me know. <laughs> uh, so any other shout outs before we uh get started here? No. What about you? Anything you want to get off your chest? No. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think did I think you dress up for Halloween? Department. No, I did not. You're the worst. <laughs> I did not you dress up for Halloween. Pretend? So. Nope. Didn't even didn't even didn't even pretend. Didn't even <laughs> You're the worst. Nope. That's the whole point of Halloween. Yeah. Pretend. No, nothing. Nothing. So missed well, opportunity this year. <laughs> every year. Every year, true. I haven't dressed up in a while, but 
Yeah. Sad. So there you go. There's the update. Um, so that's it for uh, opening shoutouts. We'll bring us into the first section, which is sports. The Monster Jam. All right. So sports. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, a little bit of a, a hot topic, I think, across really a number of different regions in the U.S., I would say, when it comes to sports, but not something that's particularly like on ESPN yesterday, right? But just something that's sort of developed over time. Just a, an overarching sports commentary. Yeah, a big one, which we haven't really do- dove into before, which is sports gambling. Um, so, Steve, you recently, you live in a state that recently legalized it, correct? Correct, Florida. And so uh, I live in a state that has not legalized it yet, but it's, there are surrounding states that it is legal. And so, you know, we figured, you know, this might be a good time. There's no like major, major sports story going on. We did, we do have a couple tidbits that we'll talk about after this if we have time, but um, figured we hadn't talked about this. So, you know, conversation that is a topic that is very polarizing, I think, in a lot of parts of the country. And a lot of people have been clamoring for it to be legalized in their yeah. state. A lot of people are seeing the impact of it being legalized in places that it has been. So what are your initial thoughts now about a week into your state having legalized sports gambling? So let me start with this. I, I initially, when you said there, it's kind of like controversial, I actually yep. never saw the controversy. I feel like yeah. the majority of people are like, let people sports bet. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of lobbyists and a lot of reasons why yep. not to. But now that I have sports gambling in my state and in the palm of my hand, currently I'm looking at it as we're speaking. <laughs> I'm like, this is dangerous stuff. Yeah. Like I can actually see the argument on both sides now, um, but I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah, so Florida, uh, when was it in May of this year uh, passed? Weirdly, I think every state has kind of does it differently. Um, yep. So Florida only allows currently the Seminole tribe. They came, they came to a deal with the Seminole tribe of Florida mm-hmm. to allow sports betting. So all those um, DraftKings and uh, like the, the Barstool, app yep. still don't work in Florida. Yep. Um, we think that it will eventually, but the the opening play for Florida was allow the Seminole casinos right. to do online gambling and sports betting. Um, so they had this big blowout weekend a couple weekends ago where it's like, oh, went up to every bet is insured up to a hundred bucks. Like, you know, they, they do all these promotions. Yeah, yeah, right. So I put a hundred bucks in, not thinking... Like, oh, it's whatever, hundred bucks. And it was one, a free bet. Free bet. Free You're bet. Saying, like, one we'll seven hundred yeah. one seven hundred fifty dollars. Wow. And now I'm addicted to sports gambling. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding you. Yeah. That's I've how it probably, works. It's, I'm legit, luckily I won. I don't know if I'd lost if I would delete the app or whatever, but I've bet on games every single day since last week. Every single day. Yeah. At least twenty five dollars a day. And I've lost every single time other than that first bet. <laughs> I have not won one bet. Yeah. Since since that first one, it is kind of bet. funny. It is kind of funny how it works that way because that's like that's like behavior of like a slot machine or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's true. like like big win to hook you and then like all losses, right? Except or like sport or a drug dealer. Like your first yeah. one's free, so you're addicted to <laughs> <Yeah>. drugs, <laughs> right? That, yeah, that, yeah, that that as well. But I mean, just in the success rate, right? Like it is interesting in your scenario yeah. because there's nothing inherently about it that made you more likely to win your first one. It was free. There was no risk, but you still like made a great bet and won, right? Like, and, and it was obviously luck, but like there was nothing oh, about you your first luck? bet. <laughs> well, partly luck, obviously partly luck. 
Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't want to. I was covering myself there to not insinuate that like sports gambling is not an amount of luck, right? Like right. it's not like a, it's not purely a skill. That is kind of like the part that you said is dangerous, right? Yeah. Um, but it, my point is that there was nothing inherently like there might be with like a slot machine or something that's like programmatically yeah. gambling, right? That would entice you to to win to keep playing by giving you a win, right? Right. They gave you a free bet, but like you still had to make the the bet and win it, right? So that's an interesting one, and then just a, a bad string of luck. But you're right; it's like that. That's the impact that it has, I think, on people. And so, so the yeah, issue the issue I have with it currently is it it's 100 percent gamified the process. It's not like mm-hmm. go to your bookie, yeah, pick a game to win. It's like oh, it's Friday happy hour at 4 p.m. All bets get a plus whatever boost mm-hmm. oh and they have funky like names like tonight is like mac like mac football and it's like oh mac and pedal to the metal and they'll give you like miami to win plus 24 and plus like yep they like make funny names for your bets and you're like ooh, that's yeah. fun here's 50 dollars. <laughs> yeah yeah um so it's very very addictive and if and, you weren't yeah. a person who was of age like if you were 18 years old I would put all my money into this, all yeah. of my money into this. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. If you didn't have like other life expenses, and stuff, yeah. you know, like, and, and I mean, um, along the lines of what you said there, like, I know when you were just saying that, I know some apps, like you mentioned the barstool app earlier, like they, they have certain lines they'll put up. That's like, you know, like bet with big cat. And like, he has some right. ridiculously random special parlay bet. And like, it's just right there. And, and it like fosters this, like, crowd engagement of like oh like let's all do this one you know and like or or, oh they boosted the odds on this by by plus 200 so like let's make sure we get on that and you're right it's 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 way different than your traditional like whenever you've been to las vegas like look at the board and like decide what you're gonna bet on and And walk up with your cash and like a stone cold face cashier like doesn't react at all to what you bet an angry (laughs) overworked like woman twirling her (laughs) the gum in her mouth it's like what do you want (laughs) and 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 they don't care what you're betting on and it's like and when you win a thousand bucks it's like cool like good for you here's your money you know yeah like like it's a very different world in these apps that are getting and fostering more user engagement right it's Mm -hmm. kind of like it's an intersection of of something that had already been developing for a while, which is like sort of like in general, I would say mobile app like user experience, right? Like we've talked about this with like social media apps and stuff that are designed to be addictive, right? Like like we're combining two different addictive things now. Yeah. You know, like, totally. like we're, we're taking gambling, which is an addictive thing and making it in an app that is a, is has a user interface that's designed to be addictive. Yeah, like and a gamified. Facebook notification yes. stuff. You know, it's like, yes. oh, there's a red there's a red dot here. You should click it. Like, ooh, yeah. yes, I should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. And and uh so just, you know, some of the you mentioned uh how Florida started out with just the Seminole Casino and like, yes, you're right that they're probably going to expand like I bet in the next year or two it'll expand in DraftKings. May I mean, maybe not. Maybe maybe if they decide to strike a stronger agreement with like Seminole, for example, Seminole probably doesn't want DraftKings to become legal, you know, in Florida, because then that takes away some of the market share. Right. But I think um, an interesting thing that I experienced, like I had mentioned to you in our last episode that I had gone to Vegas. um, And then after Vegas, I went to Michigan and like in the same week, kind of. 
Right. And in Michigan, DraftKings is legal. So like I, that was the first time I had ever used the DraftKings like app, the sportsbook app. And I was when I was geographically in Michigan, I was able to place bets on like the games that weekend. Right. Just a few days before that in Vegas is, is when I actually downloaded the DraftKings app because I was like, oh, like now I'll finally check this out and see what it is. And to me at the time, stunningly, DraftKings is not legal in Vegas. Like, like you, you can't use the DraftKings sportsbook app in Vegas. And at first I was like, wow, that I, there must be something wrong. Like my geolocation must not be recognizing where I am because there's no way in Vegas this isn't legal. Right. But then it's like sort of to the point of like what lawmakers pass and like, you know, w- what are the casinos at stake to lose if like if you're going to just license out to DraftKings now, right? right? Like this this out of Nevada, like big organization that would start taking a lot of the revenue. Right. Right. And so that's the whole appeal of Vegas. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like maybe they'll never legalize DraftKings there because like they're the home for like casinos and real books. Right. Right. You don't let the enemy into your your, uh, dirty underwear. Yeah. Right. And of course, they still have all the apps and stuff like like you've been seeing all the TV commercials for like Caesars like uh, sports book app with all the, you know, like you said, the gamified reward system and stuff like that. But like so it's definitely interesting. It's an interesting dynamic. Well, if you had but, to guess who the biggest proponent in Florida against sports gambling is, what would you think? Who do you think it is, or what do you think hmm. it is? It's pretty obvious when you hear it. When I okay, um, I'll. It's nothing obvious is coming to mind yet, but um, proponent against sports gambling Legal, against legal against oh sports. bookies bookies no. I mean, maybe, um, but I don't know. Disneyland. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Or Disney World. Disney yeah. World. Yeah. Uh, because they, they don't, don't want to touch. Exactly. That, probably. Well, yeah. They don't they don't want to get into sports gambling. It's not their brand. Also, mm-hmm. if there's casinos within 30 minutes, people aren't going to yeah. dinner. They're not going to right. their shows. They're not going to the parks. They're just yeah, going to gamble right. in Florida right. where it's legal and yeah, where everyone it, has. It, basically the older people have disposable income. Right. Yeah. And, and from a Disney world standpoint, one of the effects of that might be to even further corner them into like being a like family slash children only like attraction. Right. right? Like, like I, like I don't live in Florida and haven't been to Disney world in like over in like 15 years. But like my understanding is that Disney world probably is continuously fighting this battle to be still attractive to adults that aren't bringing their kids there. Right. Like, totally. you know, well, like there, that's probably something they've been striving to try to hit. Well, we call as a it market. The, we call it the Disney gap. So yeah. I, you go to Disney when you're a kid until you're probably like high school age, and then you stop going mm-hmm. in your twenties and your early thirties until you have of age kids, and then right. you go back. Yeah. Unless you're like one of those psychos with like the Disney season pass stickers <laughs> on your car, but uh, yeah, no, yeah. The, the, they need to keep those people. Right. And the older you get, the more you want to gamble. <laughs> so, yeah. And it, it almost it feels like they it almost might just force their hand. Like I know that isn't their brand, but, you know, within their brand, you still have like ESPN. Right. I mean, like, yeah. So like, like it, it is interesting to see if they eventually decide to throw in the towel and just and just like open up like like something there that's like affiliated. But like. But like it's more the brand image. Like they don't obviously want sports gambling in the Disney World brand image, right? But like they're gonna have, they might have to make something that's an attraction yeah. of sorts, like for that, right? Just make like Sports World, you know, yeah, legit right. make like ESPN Sports World as a yeah. whole park, 
Right. Done. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. And then yeah, that's your and come exactly. gamble. Yeah. And even yeah, even even the families can go there and like the 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 parents can swing by and place a bet if they want. You right. know, it's like yeah, it's like that, how that's, Bush, that's a good it's idea. Like how Bush Gardens is actually like Bush the beer, and there's a beer garden. So like, yeah, yeah, you show up yeah. and you just drop your kids off, let them ride around. And you're like, <laughs> you're there to drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Sports world. Um, <laughs> go have so, fun, kids. Daddy's gonna play some bets. <laughs> Daddy's got the over. <laughs> but uh, but it's but it, oh, yeah, it's a really interesting um development, and I, I think uh in Massachusetts, it's uh it's been passed by the House in Massachusetts and has not been taken up yet by the Senate, and the Senate just. The Massachusetts Senate just doesn't consider it a priority. Um, yeah, let me see. And, I've got a little, um, like a tracker up. Yeah, it says blah blah blah. Like the not reach consensus. They say legal betting could come to Massachusetts within the next two years. Yeah. All right. And it does seem promising, but the the I think the part that is frustrating some of the people here, like just like people I've talked to that I have friends that I know and stuff. Like the frustrating part for them is that they sort of it sort of teases you when it actually passes through the house, right? Like a bill was passed, and like the governor supports a bill, right. and it just can't get through. And and so there, to, from what I read, there's actually kind of two prongs to it. One is that the Senate in Massachusetts doesn't feel like it's a priority, which there's a lot going on. I can understand that's not prioritizing such, it, but I yeah. posturing, man. You, it's I agree. priority. What like what is your priority? like? How long? How do, how long does something not being a priority? prevent you from even looking at it right, right like i mean exactly. like i understand you not looking at it today this morning at 9 a.m right. but like you know it feels like it's like kind of your responsibility to look at it when especially when it's been passed through to you but right um but the other thing that i had actually read where there's you know because at first i thought there was like similar to you about like what's really the debate like people seem to be in agreement on this there's some of the finer points cause debate as well and in massachusetts actually um one of the points that i read was a point of contention between um you know, lawmakers on this topic was whether to allow college sports gambling specifically on local college teams. And and so a lot of the people, a lot of the um, elected officials in Massachusetts are against allowing, for example, like betting on like a Boston college game when right. you live in Boston. Well, right? Boston college specifically has a bad history of yeah. rigged games exactly. and like the Whitey Bulger era where they were fixing Boston College basketball games. Right. So right. I could see why a bunch of old white lawmakers who lived yeah. through that yes, don't want right. college gambling. But exactly. When realistically that's not as big of a threat as they obviously think it is. But right. but even still, like, you know, to your to your point earlier about what Florida did, like Florida just started out with just Seminole, for example, and might expand. Like, how about start somewhere? Like, fine. Like, like legalize this without college for now if you want like 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 it's a starting point right and you stop losing all your revenue to people who literally drive over the border i know multiple people <laughs> that on sunday mornings I, I one of my friends who lives up in the northern part of massachusetts literally on sundays his routine is that he drives 10 minutes over the new hampshire border to get coffee and in the parking lot he places his bets on DraftKings. that's hilarious like, that's just massachusetts just losing money because neighboring states are right. are willing to legalize it right so so that's kind of the that's kind of the biggest driving force of people saying like come on just like like get over this you know yeah. kind of forced well, like, disagreement on it massachusetts boston specifically is like very puritan you know bars yeah, don't stay right, open right. very late no yeah. um happy hours allowed it's just yep. there's a lot of things you take for granted in other states yeah, that Massachusetts right. won't pass. And gambling right. seems like one of those 
vices that for some yeah. reason Massachusetts has latched onto as yeah like a thing they want or, or at least among enough enough people among the legislative bodies that have latched onto that right because there's still there's still a lot of support for it but well, yeah. not enough to actually get it through so we'll see if that happens but um but yeah it's an interesting development and uh something that is certainly uh taking hold in a lot of places and hopefully not too many people fall into the dangers that you mentioned of uh how addictive it can be so Should i place a bet live here on air do it. What, what do you? So what are you people thinking? can know. Actually, you for, place a bet for me. Well, I can't even. Let's see. Uh, that might not be allowed. I, I can advise you. Well, are you allowed to? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's a Tuesday. Wouldn't want to break the law on a podcast. Um, but uh, uh everything's kind of started. Yeah, so, you could bet on tennis. True. Bet on anything, probably. Oh, I bet. bet on, maybe I would bet on tennis. <laughs> I'm not gonna make a bet. I need to not no, do yeah, this. Gotta, this is yeah. like exa- exactly what. They want me to do. That's this is what they want me to do. The thing they you wanted see, you me had... to get on my podcast and bet live. That's what they wanted. Yeah, not going to do right. it. Something's about to pop up to say like, "Oh, get a free ten dollar bet." Right, free ten dollar <laughs> bet if you if you if promote you, it on your you podcast. Make... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so yeah. So anything else on on sports gambling? It's kind of that was our headliner kind of headliner topic for the no, just section. that. It's so brand new to me. Like yeah. I've I've never even used like those offshore like Bovadas or whatever. Yep. So I am really like kind of learning this whole thing as it goes. Like I'm there's mm-hmm. so many parlays and things you could do. So I will definitely have more to say about this. Yeah. And once I go to rehab, we can do a live <laughs> show from That's rehab. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do a live show where we watch together the game that will dictate whether you're going to have any life savings or not. So it's only a problem if you're losing. Correct. It's only a gambling problem if you lose. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent point. Excellent point. So, and just bet on Tom Brady. It's all you have to do. It's, it's I really bet on simple. Tom Brady last week. And he really, screwed yeah, me. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Actually, yeah, yeah. You got to be careful that you don't ruin the Tom Brady effect by by sports. Gambling. Seriously, I'm. I've, yeah. I'm Wasting all that good karma, blowing it. <laughs> um, so, so there you go. There, there's your sports gambling uh, little section there. So, we'll, I think we'll check back in and have like you know, if as you explore that stuff, if you if you want to do your parlay of the week or something, feel free Ooh, to yeah. give your, uh, Just give your copy bar stool. Your, your, straight up, your, straight down the line. <laughs> your bet with Steve. Yeah. <laughs> bet with Steve specials. No, uh, it's got to be like some. I'll think of a better bet with Steve. Like a, yeah, yeah. Reach out to Seminole for f- your promo fade code. Fade Steve's picks. <laughs> Pick everything that Steve does. Yeah, Steve right. Does. Um, so a few other quick hitters in sports. Um, along the uh, football topic, there was one pretty big story that was not so uh, specifically sports uh, on the field, but. Aaron Rodgers, um, yeah, this the guy. new villain, the new villain in the NFL, totally. um, lied about his vaccination status and what missed a game and, and was in protocol for 10 days. And unfortunately came back like right the day before or had a game the day after he cleared protocol and they won. And like, I would have liked to see them lose as like yeah. a little bit of karma there. But, um, our boy AJ Dillon had a great game in that game, Let's but, go. um, but so Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I don't know. What's your what was your initial thoughts seeing that Aaron Rodgers straight up lied about his vaccination status? I will say the I was when I first saw it, I was like, whoa, they are piling on to this guy. Yeah. And he I don't know if he deserves it. Then I like kind of started reading into it. And then he did that podcast with uh, Pat McAfee. Yeah. 
and where he's like, well, I got a lot of my medical advice from my good friend, Joe Rogan. I'm like, <laughs> your medical advice yeah. from Joe Rogan? Yeah. Um, and then he started... Uh, it's like his PR just, people took a week off. But yeah. Like, seriously. Like, like it, you could totally... If he leaned into the... And I know he doesn't want to because he's a guy who doesn't like to be disliked. But if he yeah, leaned into so the true. like, you know, I was just nervous. I didn't want to... I, I wasn't vaccinated yet and I didn't want to... Like, you, you could you could cover yeah. up. Easily. Uh, Easily. easily he could have yes. easily gotten out of that like instead yeah. he like doubled down in like the conspiracy theory way and you're like oh no Aaron. <laughs> what are you doing um yeah. so I, I i kind of wiped it from my brain because i'm like i don't i don't like aaron Rodgers to begin with and i don't need another reason yeah. to like hate yeah the packers so i was just like this guy sucks On yeah just next not going to give this mental real estate i, I think right. um I'm generally in the same boat and I didn't, I didn't, I guess I was like, I could never put my finger on why I didn't like Aaron Rodgers. So like it was a little bit convenient. Yeah. In that way. I thought <laughs> gave me, I liked gave me an out. <laughs> Um, But yeah, you're, right. what you just said, what you just said, I think we talked, we used to talk about this a while ago, but you're very, very right. Is that like Aaron Rodgers hates being disliked, like totally. hates it. And so like, that's like probably what caused his little spiral like downward <laughs> it was yeah. like his inability to just like apologize and move on and yeah. be like all right that's like a negative mark like i can't spin this into a positive mark let me move on with my small right. negative like mark. you can't always be like, right all the time yeah and he right. thinks he's always going to be right yeah like oh no i made the right decision yeah by saying right. i was immunized but not it, vaccinated. Was a horrible decision yeah. <laughs> like and so um especially because of like like you go back and watch like because because the first thing that also pops in your mind is like, is this being a little bit out of taken out of context? Like, like did they misquote him a little bit? And then you yeah. go back and watch it and you're like, wow, no, like like he he directly said that. And then also said like that the guy that he wasn't going to judge the guys that weren't vaccinated on the team. Yeah. Like he, like he literally said that. So like you could not more directly imply without directly saying that you were vaccinated. Right. Yeah. Like it was like it was not taken out of context at all. And so, so that's the other part but of it. And then yeah, just like, he's like, well, <laughs> I technically am not judging myself for not being vaccinated. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. And like, and I don't know. So like, aside from all of that topic, like the, the two things that jump out at me is one, um, like not only his response is remarkably stupid, but just his attempt in the beginning is remarkably stupid because this was all after everybody knew the rules about the vaccinated versus unvaccinated yeah. players in the NFL. We had a, we had a podcast was, about it. Yeah. This was going to be always impossible to hide. Like you couldn't like there are no NFL players that are going to successfully hide that they're not vaccinated. Like how long did it take? Like, like are there any players you can even think of that are like, oh, like everyone's wondering, right? Like, no, like people know or they don't because there's right. very clear rules about what you can and can't do. Like right. the first week of the season, like Kirk Cousins was listed as a close contact of someone. And it's like, okay, that that's he's not vaccinated because like you literally can't be listed in the NFL yeah. rules. It's, you're not listed as a close contact. It's right? almost part. I, I guarantee it's built into the NFL rules to pressure them into vaccination because they will be exposed via yeah. like he he got you're like you could be like, oh, he got covid and still not know. Yeah. But if you get covid and they're like, but he only has to stay off a week and or get two, two positive, negative tests. two negative yeah, tests. Right, right. Well, then he was vaccinated because that's part of the rules. If you're exactly. Aaron Rodgers and like, well, sorry, quarantine two weeks. 
that's the rules. Like, it's, oh, the, well. it's the clear indication, right? Same thing happened to Cam Newton. Cam Newton tested positive and everybody knew that he was unvaccinated because of the fact that he was declared out for the next 10 days or whatever, right? Right. Or actually, no, he didn't even test positive. It was because he like left the facility, I think. It was right. like, it was yeah. remember that weird, that weird story. Yeah. He just like um, got dinner or whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and so, but my, my larger point, and that's a separate topic of like, whether you agree with like the NFL rules or not. My point is that Aaron Rodgers knew those rules and knew that it would be impossible to hide this. Like, yeah. like, like that was such a dumb thing to lie about. <laughs> like, you know, just, just decline to answer it if you want. Like, yeah. So or anyway, just, and he just like yeah. kept, he just like one of those guys, he just kept digging himself deeper. Yeah, exactly. To a point exactly. Where like, all right, well, unfortunately you're the NFL's new heel. No one likes yeah, you anymore. Right. So yeah. Cause like, then, I'm sure there's guys who aren't vaccinated who like, I still don't hate, you know, in the right. NFL. Yeah. I yeah. think they all should be vaccinated, but like, I don't hate their guts because they're not. Right. Aaron Rodgers right. like made a fool of himself and a fool yeah. of the NFL and, and yeah. tried to make a fool out of us. Yeah. And it backfired. Yeah. That on top of the fact that like, you know, not just lying about it, but he lied about it and broke all the rules all season. <laughs> like, like he, he yeah. hasn't been wearing a mask. Like, you know, he hasn't been following any of the rules. Like he literally. And so that part of it is another major thing. And, and that leads to the the part that a lot of like these sources have been saying that the NFL, a lot of sources in the NFL are very unhappy about basically the non penalty that the Packers were given for this whole thing. Like no one gets penalized like, anymore. And for no anything. one gets penalized for you, anything. You get penalized if you celebrate or taunt you get, someone. Exactly. You get penalized like, if you celebrate, you get penalized for penalties. Yeah. But you don't get penalized <laughs> for actually yeah. like cheating in the world series or yeah. flaunting COVID <laughs> rules. Like you don't get yeah. penalized for things outside Nothing. of the game anymore. And you should. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy. So, so there's Aaron Rodgers, the NFL's uh, biggest uh, new villain. So that, new that's villain. Uh, that's that's a remarkable story. And uh, the in last, a con- last in a contract yeah. year too. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. What what, what, what uh, quick answer? Yes or no? Is he going to be on Green Bay next year? I would have said no before this, but now I may say yes. Yeah, because I feel I like his options are probably he's become less attractive he's become as a less attractive. As yeah. I mean, if yeah, they still play, they're still and very Jordan, good. I think they're eight and Jordan, one. Jordan Love was very bad, so, right. um, so they don't. They may not have the heir apparent there. Like I'm anyway, say so, yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to lean toward yes as well. Um, so so there's Aaron Rodgers. Anything else on football, Aaron Rodgers? No, sir. Cool. So we got one more uh, quick set of topics, which is just a few baseball quick hitters. Uh, these are mostly relevant to you, I would say. Let's go. A couple of awards for players and and personnel on your team. Yes, sir. Um, so, uh, Randy Arozarena won Rookie of the Year as um, the Rays outfielder, stud, uh, excitement, pure energy, uh, extraordinaire. Stole home in the playoffs. Yep. Just like pure fun, and I'm so happy he's on our team. Um, he beat out Wander Franco, who also had a spectacular, spectacular yep. year for the Rays. Um, I think a little bit of Randy's last playoff mm-hmm. run when he just was baseball's weird you could still be a rookie yeah. even though you played in the previous year mm-hmm. so he had some very very amazing like record-breaking moments a year ago in the playoffs that i think probably contributed to him being rookie of the year mm-hmm. um and i think for the reds it was jonathan india i believe um in the nl so he won rookie of the year i don't know much about yep. him i think he's a um I think he's a Florida boy. Um, and then Ray's Kevin Cash wins yep. manager of the year. There you and go. As he should every single year. <laughs> he should win. And that's, I mean, I'm biased towards the Rays, of course, but 
He's doing the most with the least of all of the yeah. managers out there right now. Every single year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If if you finish, if you if you win your division in, in Major League Baseball, if you win a division with like you know a bottom a bottom what seven maybe bottom, bottom five, five yeah uh, payroll. payroll in the in Major League Baseball, then yeah, you've you've managed you've managed against, the team against yeah. two of the top three payrolls yeah. in baseball. <laughs> yeah, right. Yankees and Red Sox. Yeah. Then yeah, uh, you've yeah you've certainly managed the team well, right? And, and and so yeah, I I agree. Like anytime any, you know, obviously it's not just like an automatic win, but anytime that he can win what a hundred game, if they I think they won a hundred games, right? Yeah. Uh, if you when you win at that level with that payroll, then yeah, you're 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 a, yeah. a guarantee basically for winning that award. Was Cora um, up for it? So Cor- uh, Cora finished fifth in the AL uh, Man's Year voting, which is pretty low. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he probably so deserves higher, but he's got that some stigma. That's exactly that's the reaction. You know, a lot of the local beat writers and stuff felt that he probably deserved more votes, which I think he did deserve more votes. But yeah, I think you're right. His first year managing back from that suspension, right? I think that uh, certainly, you know. The payroll thing is a separate thing because it's not like he's working on a small payroll the way that Kevin Cash is. Yeah. Um, but it is it was virtually the same team that was almost a dead last team the prior year, right? So like as far as the impact of the manager on off like split, right? It's like that's a big impact. But if I think were, that it was reasonable to think that he wasn't going to win based on the the circumstances, right? Right. But if there was a comeback manager of the year, he would have yeah, won it. <laughs> yeah, that, that is true for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, and yeah, and just a uh, quick back to the uh, Rosa Reina versus Franco. I, yeah, I think you're definitely right, and it. I think when it comes to the prior playoff run, I almost have to be okay with that because like nothing I accounts for that playoff run, you know. Yeah. But I will say in general, though, in general, I actually would prefer to see them give a slight edge to a true rookie versus someone who's it's like their third year and they've been and, like up and down and like played some games, right? And I don't know who votes. Who votes on this? Baseball writers? I think it's the baseball writers, yeah. And that's like a official title they need to like get and keep like as a baseball needs writer. To do a much better job at marketing yeah. its young talent. Like yeah. Wander Franco is the next Mike Trout if yeah. if they market it like that. And Mike Trout is hidden away. Like he's a superstar. Yeah. Best player yeah. probably of our generation of yeah. potentially all time. And we hear yeah. nothing about him. I know he's like a private guy, but yeah, I don't know. I just think there's so many cool young players. There are, there are, there are a ton. I just think baseball's marketing is terrible. It, it definitely is. I mean, like you, you know, you look at the guy, like all these guys across the league, like Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis and Wander Franco should be rising into that. And like, there are just so many electric players that yeah. like that you don't hear about until they like actually like win a home run derby or like right. you know. Uh, win an, an a league MVP award or something. It's like that shouldn't be the bar. So like for people to start knowing your name, right? Right. Like so, yeah. I think I agree with that completely. But um, so I think that does it for sports. Any other final final thoughts on that? Just go raise, raise up. There, <laughs> there you go. Um, so that brings us into section number two, which is driven by the fans, of course. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to slide into Has that wonderful uh, sound effect? Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Should we? We can't. It's not, not good. No, we can't not play it now, though. 
Yeah. Well, I think eventually we can not play it. <laughs> well, we just have we can't like yeah, revert. We, we, we have to we, we have to advance. We can't revert yeah, we have, back we to have say to advance. Yeah, yeah. We can't roll back. We we do we we don't have the ability to go back. Um. So we have to only go forward. We can there. never look back. <laughs> Um, so slide into our DMs. We have three questions today. Um, so we will start with the first one, which comes from Kat, which is, would you rather eat a banana that is slightly too brown or slightly too green? I love this question <laughs> because it's something I deal with constantly. Yeah. My banana is never the right ripeness ever. Right. I feel like I've, I've no, yeah. it's been so long since I've eaten a banana at the right time. Right. Um, but if I had to pick, clearly too green. Really? Yes. Too wow. green. The brown, it gets a mushy. Green still like Well, yeah. It's like firm and fun. It just loses a bit <laughs> of its like of its uh it's flavor. It's soft. Yeah, the flavor. You know, it's a little the, sharper, yeah. a little more bitter, but yeah. otherwise, green banana all the way. So, so I mean, we could be in the way you described that. We could be envisioning slightly different bananas here. Um, we have for me, it was bananas. for me. It's obvious. For my obvious choice was slightly too brown. Um, but I will say, like the way the brown banana you described sounds gross, right? So, like, <laughs> yeah. so I, I guess it depends, like, how much is slightly too brown, slightly too green. So for me, if the whole thing, here's my clear, this is my clear measurement of it. Let's hear it. If the exterior of the banana is more than 50% brown, is that what you're envisioning? Or or would you say about 50% brown? I'd say 35% brown. 35% brown is really okay. For a a banana that I don't want to eat, but still would eat. So at 35% brown versus like, 35% 35% green. I am right. absolutely picking 35% brown every what? time. Yeah, every time. For me the Gross. flavor is too important versus like the, I understand your 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 observation about the the texture and like the you know not being mushy and stuff. I get that for sure, but the flavor to me is just like uh, like maybe I'm biased because I use them a lot for smoothies and stuff too. Me too. Me and, too. And so like I go certainly a little bit brown on those. Like, like I, I hate using like a green banana in a smoothie. Cause they're good to eat. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's not really why I don't use them in the smoothie, but <laughs> they're certainly, they're certainly more firm and easy to eat as a normal banana when they're a little bit greener. But I, I I'm, I'm going with the slightly too brown every time. I will give you the edge that a brown banana has more utility. You That's can true. use yeah. a banana longer when it's in its brown stage than you can when it's in its green stage. And so maybe that's an argument for you on why to eat it. If you had to right. choose the ones you're going to eat, you'd choose to eat them in the green stage right. more because like you can you do more with it if you for the ones that are in the brown stage. Right. Want to hear a funny side uh, yeah. side note? So our dog has to take medicine and he doesn't like eating it in peanut butter or anything. So yep. we put it in bananas. And they're only in very brown bananas, and we call Mm. it Dr. Banana. So it's time for Dr. (laughs) Banana. (laughs) That is awesome. So every every morning, Lewis has to go see Dr. Banana, and he gives him a pill. (laughs) Wow. I like it. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's great. So I do have respect for brown bananas. Yeah. Okay, cool. So there you so go. Is, so does Lewis. So there, there's a yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 doing a lot for Lewis's health. So yeah. Um, so there you go. There's thanks to Kat for that question for question. the banana. Yeah. So Steve, you want to do the second one? I do. So this one's via barstool. Just because I heard it 
yep. in a conversation and it rings true for both of us. Yeah. But would you rather have Brady right now at his current age of, I think, 43 or 44 or Mac Jones at his current age right mm-hmm. now of 22-ish of a yeah. young, young guy? So would yeah. you rather your team at this very moment, starting next yep. game and assuming yep. they have all of their, they've done their, uh, they know the playbook. They know like there's no like adjusting yep. to yep. anything. Yeah. This what is you, such a difficult pay? question, but like, like it's this harder is, for you. It's definitely harder for me. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> it's sure. It's easy for the, me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, this is like, so this is a hard question for a Patriots fan. Like, because Patriots fans have had this process of adjusting and moving on. Right. And so you know, it sets you up to sound like a hometown honk when you say like, I'll take Mac Jones. Right. <laughs> right. Like, of course, like, of course, you're like, bait. it's totally it's, bait. It's, question. It's, it's like the commercial when, when it's like the, the FTX commercial Brady made recently when like, he's got all the people on the phone and the guy from Boston says like, we don't want you back. And Brady's like, you take me back. And he's like, yeah, we take you back. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, and so uh, like, that's obviously true, but all that said, right. My honest take on this, if you asked me this uh, in week one, the answer is obvious. Like, just give me back Brady, right? Super Bowl def- defending Super yeah. Bowl champ, and yeah. and by no means, by 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 no means, do I want to be mistaken in any way to suggest <laughs> that the Patriots are are more likely to win a Super Bowl this year with Mac Jones than Tom Brady. I do not want that to be mistaken <laughs> by what I'm saying. But that said, like, I think that it felt like and proved to be last year a a gargantuan task to replace Tom Brady like as your quarterback. Mm-hmm. And fair. I believe right now they kind of have, but like, like they have a, they have a solution right now in his first year, his 10 games in, in Mac Jones, who looks like he can lead a team that can actually win. Like, and so that, you know, not to, again, I think the comparisons are unfair. We talked about this when we first talked about Mac Jones, people yeah. compare him to Brady, right? Comparisons are unfair, but like Brady was this at one point too, like someone who just like made the right throws and like, was able to win with a good defense and a good football team. And like the Patriots are finally back to that now after like a year and a half of being lost really. And so given their age and given the potential outlook, I think that I, having already transitioned, I think that I would take Mac Jones right now. You're I understand that that's idiot. not like the right answer, right? <laughs> because like Brady could still win three. Like if the Patriots got Brady right now, then like they, they would probably win the Super Bowl this year and they would, probably win another one. Right? It's like, <laughs> you, like, like, so you, like, it's probably two more Super Bowls. And, 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 and I, I realize that sounds really stupid to say that's not what you'd choose, but like, it goes to the whole point of why I was arguing against having Cam Newton last year is like, I, I, and I think a lot of Patriots fans were ready to say like, let's get the next staple, the next 15 year quarterback. Right. And like, I think it's exciting to have potentially that now again. Yeah. And so that's why I would, that's why I would, I would choose that. I think so. I at least respect that argument. You made a very, very good argument for the wrong answer, which I appreciate. <laughs> You'd make a very good lawyer, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. That being said, the answer is Tom Brady, because you're right. I think anyone is dumb to think that he doesn't have the potential for two to three more Super Bowls in him. Like, right. you could say right now, does Mac Jones have a better chance at three Super Bowls than Tom Brady at three Super Bowls right now. And the answer is still probably, probably no. Tom, Tom Brady still. Yeah. So 
I mean, he's getting old, but like he hasn't slowed down. He's leading the league in passing yeah. yards. Like he's just ve- still very yeah. good. He doesn't have to do much. He just yeah. manages the game. So I still pick Brady. I'm obviously I have to say I'm a Bucks fan. I can't. I would never say the guy who came down from the heavens and won us the Super Bowl <laughs> in his first year. Well, <laughs> just, y- y- yeah. That's the our quarterback. Yeah, that, that's the other inherently. He, I'll let him, I will. Uh, this is this is a true statement. We could go zero and fifteen, or zero and seventeen, or zero and twenty. However long he plays for, <laughs> and however many games they add, and I would let him stay on our team until his arm fell off. <laughs> I would, I would legitimately be like, As a thank, thank you. you. <laughs> yes, I would say thank you for gracing us with this Super Bowl. Yeah, it was one of the more enjoyable times in my life. You can retire here. Whatever you want yeah. to do. And I think yeah. that's kind of what we're doing. Like, yeah. I think we're just kind of letting him run the play, like call the shots. He can like yeah. fire people if he wants, you know, he can, he can well, get free agents. Yeah. And to be honest, like if, if to be honest, that's, I think what, how most Patriots fans felt. Um, <laughs> but Bill Belichick was never going to feel that way. Right. right. So we talked about, we talked totally. about this, which is probably and, and a good so, thing. You guys ripped the bandaid off early. Yeah. But you had to do yeah. it. Otherwise he's. Yeah. It's got to happen sometime. You know, I, but I'll be honest. I would be interested to hear. Other, I, I would be interested to know what other Patriots fans would answer for this question. I don't know what they would answer because like that, right, there is a real, real sense of like people love Mac Jones now because like right. like that was a hard transition coming right. off of well, Tom he's, Brady. He's filling like, a very, very big void. Some an impossible void. Like, like it's, at straws and, you know, no, I know, I know. But like, yeah, and like just the way last year went and like the fan perception of the quarterback position last year, the first year after Tom Brady, it's like, it was such an adjustment, right? Like that's partly why I like, I'd be, I'd be interested to hear what a lot of fans say about that one, but well, ask but yeah, around. so I think it's, it's an obvious answer for a Bucks fan. I'll say that. Like there, yeah. there's no world in which you'd say, Oh yeah, give me Mac Jones. Like, right. No, <laughs> yeah. Like, like if like th- this is not meant as a, as a, um as a dig at the Bucks in any way, but like, if you just put Mac Jones on the Bucks right now, like he would probably suck. totally like like no 100 yeah you just would like like you know it's just like that's the way it would go right you know i I think Um, it's only Brady. yeah and so yeah that i think that the situations are a big part of it there um so there you go there's a a good question that you plucked that you had seen i think that's a good one to talk about last one comes from anonymous which is what would you name your boat you go first you had a boat oh i gotta go first okay this is a so I'm not gonna have I'm gonna just admit it's not gonna be a good name here because I got I'm not. I good feel at like this I've been asked this before. So and it's I'm kind first of in, gonna, it's in my yeah, wheelhouse too. This these kind of like it should be yeah. Creative, I was thinking fun punny answers. Yeah, yeah. This would be in your wheelhouse. I think. Um, one name that I that would have been in the running, but is actually um, my dad got a boat like or or got, or got a boat <laughs> recently and and renamed it, painted the back of it. Yeah, and they named it Hakuna Matata. Okay. Which I like. It's not like That's, a pun, but I, I like right. that as a name. It's good. Um I <laughs> mind like dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> dump truck. Um, just something completely random. Yeah, so book. yeah. Yeah. I, I could go with like um I don't know, like <laughs> Yeah, I know. You're well, you don't want to like, commit because like Yeah, well you can't commit. Like you can't commit. Some something that I want like I, I would start with something like what's what's popping into my head is like you know the you know big wave the beer yes like that's popping into my something like bit that would look cool on the back of a boat like okay. big wave it's like you know big it's wave. like a not a good pun but it's like ocean related okay right? like, so you would, you would stay nautical with it I would stay nautical I think yeah okay 
And would you go punny or would you kind of go cool? And, and if I could think of a pun, I would absolutely go with the pun. I just, I just can't think <laughs> yeah. of one. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> I think I would also go punny, but not like standard punny, not right. like right, classic. Right, right. It would have to be a very good one. Yeah. Otherwise, I would go just random funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember. I can't ones. remember the name, but I remember seeing a boat when I, I was on. I was down the Cape. I think last this year or last year, and I saw a boat that had a name that like incorporated naughty somehow it was like like uh, naughty but like nautical gee. you know yeah. and it was good but i like i don't remember what it was but i remember thinking that it was good but i can't remember what the name was they pulled it off somehow but okay wow those yeah. don't usually i know usually no hit. i know but there was one that pulled it off and i can't remember what it was huh. but it's a good question i yeah i usually better at these answers i'm gonna stick with yeah. dump truck for right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but cool. it's not not my final answer. <laughs> okay. I, I reserve the right to change the boat's name. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so that does it for sliding into our DMs. Thanks to all the questions that we got there. Um, of course, every time you need to uh, submit questions, you can go to DerekandSteve.com slash ask um, or respond on Instagram. We usually post it the uh, week or the week before that we are going to podcast. So, so there's that. Um, next, we go into our uh, third and final section of the pod, which... Uh, I think you have a, a segment you want to kick us off with. Is that right? I do. It's everybody's favorite. Cozy Book Corner. All right, Derek. Yep. This is going to surprise you. Oh, all right. I read the book. Piranesi, Piranesi, P-I-R-A-N-E-S-I. Yep. Certified guac. Wow. Top, easily the best book I've read this year. Maybe the best book I've read since Gentleman in Moscow, like five years ago. Wow. Wow. 96% Steve Nicholas avocados. That is remarkably high. Certified guac, baby. Fresh guacamole. I I don't remember there being a book that um, certified guac were the first two words of your review totally. after after the title. Totally. Even yeah. recursion, which was very good and yeah. certified guac could use some explanation. Like, okay, it's good. Right. This is why. Piranesi's just like, <laughs> you would love it. Really? You okay. li- it's very, I don't even want to give it away. You should read it without any preconceived notion. Okay. Because what you think it is I shouldn't even look up the. I shouldn't even look anything up. Like, I mean, you could. I I will say, does the plot does the plot like uh, pitch like on a on Goodreads? Like, would that like give stuff away? Like, should you avoid that? Maybe it maybe could, but I was so. It's it's one book that morphs slowly into a different book, and you Mm. just like slowly change. You're like, holy crap, what's going on here? It's. Mm. I've never read a book that I was so enjoyably wrong about. Like wow. I just had no idea of what it was about. It's it's there's some fantasy elements, there's some reality elements. There's just like you think it's just this story about it's like um you think it's like Greek mythology. You think it's just yeah. a Greek mythology story of like right of some of this person and these things and you that are told in like a like gods and statues and labyrinths and things like that. You're like okay, yep. this makes sense. I've heard I've seen Greek mythology, and then it becomes something completely different. So yeah. I'm trying not to give anything away because it's it's just so good. I, I right. 
it's been a long time since, since I've read a book so good. So highly, highly wow. recommend. I don't think everyone's going to love it. I don't think it's everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. Because it it is out there. It is not. Right. It is not a nonfiction book. It is a very fiction book, um, <laughs> but still very, very good. So yeah, nice. Huge, two thumbs up. Certified guac. Ninety six percent. Stephen Nicos avocados. Piranesi. Perfect. Pick it up. Add it to the list. I will. Yeah. I will. All right. So there's your cozy book corner. Um, brings us into a little bit of movies and TV shows before we wrap up today. So uh, you have a couple movies here. You want to talk about a little bit? I do. I'm not going to talk too much about them because yeah. Have you seen them? No, I haven't. Uh, okay. I did see, I saw some uh, trailers and stuff for Dune, but I haven't seen anything about One Night okay. in Soho. So One Night in Soho is the new movie with um, Anya Taylor-Joy, or Anya Taylor-Joy, the girl who did, um, the, what's the chess game? The chess one. Um, Queen's Gambit? Queen's Gambit. She's the yeah. queen in Queen's Gambit. Okay, yeah. Um, so she's in this movie along with um, the girl from Jojo Rabbit. Yep. If you've okay. Seen Rabbit. So just I have not, but two, I know two like yeah. good young actresses in in a pretty dark movie. Um, would yep. not recommend. Really weird, out there, good acting, but just the story's stupid and goes nowhere. We watched it in All theaters, right. which is kind of fun because I haven't seen a movie yeah. in theaters in a long time. But mm. would not recommend. Right, Dude, however, on HBO Max, soon to yep. be probably in theaters, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, good, very good. All right. Nice. Um, I've read the book. It's a, it tracks the book exactly. It's a big, boring setup. Um, Kelsey said that it's the longest first. It's a, the longest first episode of a very long series that I've ever seen. It's like a two and a half hour first episode. Yeah. Of like a sci-fi novel. You know, it's like <laughs> everything is just set up. But yeah, I will right. watch the next two because it's very gotcha unique. Is there any timeline on the next two? Like, I would my. After seeing that movie, I'm like, there's no way they're not locked and loaded for two more movies within, the, yeah. you know, it, right. It was not good enough to leave a cliffhanger for like three years. For, it was yeah, right, very right. clearly four more movies. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. And it should be, it's got Zendaya who was in it for five minutes. It's got, uh, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Who's like yep. the, the movie darling right now. Um, so it's, it's, it's a good Good setup. Not a great yeah. movie, but very good setup to next movies, which is right, so weird because right. like, that's what we're doing now. Now we're doing... Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, what's the next like Netflix series? Like, oh no, what's the next HBO movies yeah, series? Right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So there you go. One yes and one no, it sounds like, for your, your One yes and one no. Yes to Dune, not great. No to One Night, uh, one night in Soho or Last Night in Soho. I think it's Last Night in Soho. Oh, okay, there you Who go. Cares? Correction. It sucks. <laughs> um, but you, Derek... You have finally finished what everyone else finished weeks ago. Yeah, Squid Game. So Squid I finally Game. watched Squid Game, which you talked about last uh, episode. You had uh, watched a few episodes, I think, and hadn't finished it either. But I hadn't even started it. I hadn't even watched any of it. Um, and so I did finally watch it. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, I didn't like... I still don't think it justifies like what we talked about, like being the like uber record breaking most watched thing ever to exist ever on Netflix. Right. right? Which like, is I, true. I don't, it is. Yeah, it is. Those yeah. Things. yeah. And I don't think that's worthy. But but now having watched it, part of what I think might have contributed to that was how well how well adapted that was as a foreign show. Like like hmm. so for me, a lot of times watching shows that are dubbed. I can't like focus like on it because like I, if, if it's too distracting and I know the audio is just dubbed in it to me anyway, it, it can be very distracting and watching it. 
I thought the audio editing in that show was outstanding. Did you watch dubbing. it in English? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I watched it in English. Weird. Yeah. I watched it with subtitles. Oh, you watched it in Korean with subtitles? Yeah. Okay. So I watched it in English. Oh. And it was outstanding as far as like, like obviously there's still a visual disconnect in like their lips sometimes. I just sometimes. can't get past that though. I, you, I normally can't, but I actually could because the audio editing I thought was fantastic. Like, like all like sound effects and like everything was there with it, like in the English version to make it so that it was, I mean, there's still every now and then the times that it's like, you don't feel like it matches. Right. But like, um, so yeah, I watched it in English and it was still excellent. I thought. Interesting. So, I wonder what um, most people want. Now I'm curious yeah. what most people watched it as. I just right. th- took for granted that it was everyone did subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I, I just mentally can't get over the delay. Like even Trust when there's me, like a I, half yeah. second delay in English, like on a buffering YouTube video, yeah, I can't watch right. it. Yeah. No, I, I am totally usually like that. And there, there have been shows that I've turned off in three minutes because I was like, I can't, I can't do this. Um, but that one, I, I didn't even actually choose it. It was my setting on Netflix. So I just started watching it and that's the way it was. I, I didn't, I didn't think to switch it over to the Korean version with the subtitles. Huh. I mean, I still, still had subtitles though, like, but it was in English. Um, oh, it had, and so it had English subtitles. Yeah. I mean, it was just like any other show. You can choose uh, to watch it with the subtitles and I had them on and like, I was like, I, I'm just going to keep it like, you know, because, um, and it was good. You know, like so I thought it, it was well done. Squid game in English with English subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well I, mean, well, I watch a lot of Netflix shows with the subtitles. I know on, it's just funny. Honest. I just, I, yeah. I, for some reason, all those things yeah. didn't click for me. Yeah. I just did not <laughs> yeah. even consider all that. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so I, I thought it was good. Uh, it was, I, I think we talked about this a little bit. We won't do a full breakdown of it, but um, the first episode is a little bit it's like it's jarring, right? It's like it it strikes you as being an uncomfortable show and like a yeah. pretty intense show. And then the second episode is just absolutely horrible. Like Terrible second episode. It's a, it's Worst a terrible ever. Yeah, it's a horrible episode. <laughs> like like it's it's they just go you, home you, and then the, they yeah. come back. The, yeah. Oh, sorry. I should have said that. That doesn't give me well, well, no, anybody who's watching it knows that they're going to come back. <laughs> like, right. like, like the whole setting is in this squid game setting. Right. And then the second episode is not there, but you know that they're going to be back there. And it's just like a waste of time in the second episode. So sorry if that's a spoiler, but it was just a horrible episode yeah. Um, and, and nearly makes you want to stop watching it. But I do think it got much better and I enjoyed it a lot. So. um, So, yeah. The, uh, overall, uh, I'm not going to give it a rating, but I, no. I I definitely recommend it. I just don't. It's definitely not as good as the hype was for it, but I think it was. I think it's worth watching for sure. I would definitely recommend people yeah. watch it. And if so. uh, and I'm going to say it again, if you liked Squid Game and you're looking for almost the exact same show done yep. earlier, uh, Alice in Borderlands, Alice yep. in Borderland, wonderful, same exact show, yeah, same exact show, nice and very good. Cool. There you go. There you go. So that does it for our books and movies and TV shows. Brings us into the final drive. We have a couple of uh, BC-centric topics, so I'll let you kick this one off with the I'm first topic. going first, Derek, whether yeah, you like it or not. You're doing it. <laughs> you're doing it. Um, I just want to give a shout-out to Florida State Boston College this weekend. I'm bummed I'm not going to be there. It's usually um, a game I never miss, either in Boston or at Florida State. Um, but my parents are going up, and they're going to join yeah. you at the tailgate in my stead. So... Please bring the fireball. That's what, yeah. that's what my dad likes. <laughs> um, Will do. But yeah, no, both teams kind of fumbling a little, but Boston College has found their footing. Florida State had a big win over Miami, so 
Should be a good game. I think it's yeah. noon, which kind of stinks. It is noon. It's a little bit of a bummer, but um, but love this game. It's always in like November. The weather's mm-hmm. great. The just ah, uh, I'm just bummed. I'm not going to be there, but yeah. wanted to make a note that it's happening this weekend, and I'm happy about it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, like Steve mentioned, we'll be welcoming his parents. I, I think your you say your uncle's going to be there as well. My aunt Joe. Uh, your, yeah. Oh, your aunt. Okay, yeah. So, the, um, so some uh, some of the Nicholas clan will be there, and uh, uh, that I, as you mentioned, a staple of the Florida State Boston College uh, series. So it's good to good to have them there. Bummer that you won't be there, but hopefully BC can keep rolling. They've been, uh, you know, now that Phil Dracovic's back. I mean. It's such a bummer, man. He's he just, be, it, it's, he's so it, it's, a, it's a mixture of a bummer, but also it's still just like very happy and glad he's back. But like, it's a bummer because it legitimately feels like BC could be a one loss football team with him yeah. healthy. Like, does he there's have, not a lot of games this year. El- you, he has more eligibility. Or yeah, no? yeah. He'll be back next year. Assuming he doesn't like vault himself all the way into NFL conversation by a four game sample this year, which I'm hoping he doesn't. But if he plays three more games like he did against Georgia Tech, then, then anything's possible, I guess. But, um, but yeah, so that'll be a good one to watch out for. And then the other part of the final drive I wanted to give a quick shout out to is uh, Earl Grant, Boston College basketball new coach. Um, thank goodness we finally got a new basketball coach. How tough. Five um, years too late. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, so Earl Grant is off to a great start. Of course, we I can remember us being on this podcast in multiple other years talking about BC basketball's great start because they play a bunch of bad teams in the beginning of the year, right? So you, it's way too early to say anything, but at least for the new coach and in his new era off to a good start for BC hoops. Uh, and Hey, maybe one of these years we'll get a March madness tournament berth. And that would just oh be the greatest thing been, on earth. <laughs> how long has it been? A long, long Ten time. Years? More than that. I think, There's I think it's so yeah. many teams that make that tournament. I know. There's so many teams that make that 68 tournament. now, 68 teams. We're not like, even top. And the thing is, we're definitely a top 68 team, but they let in all these like yeah, right, random right, right, right. nobody sure. conference teams. But like, yeah, still. You got to be like a top like like 30 something team to like at large, but still like crazy that it's been wild that long. Stat. So. It, it is a wild stat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is I don't well, think people know. Before we went to college. <laughs> so. I don't think people know like sports fans. Yeah. I think. Boston College, this is a whole different conversation, but I think Boston College kind of slides under the radar as being bad at sports the past couple of years. Yeah. People just like associate them with like Matt Ryan, like BC basketball used to be good, or BC football used to be good, and then just kind of let them be, they always assume they're mediocre and not bad. Yeah, Yeah, right. (laughs) BC basketball has been bad, bad. Bad. Like despite having some NBA players, like like, there, there are players in the NBA that were on BC basketball and they still suck. So. So hopefully Earl Grant can turn that around and uh, good luck to him as he continues his uh, first season as Boston College basketball head coach. So Come on the podcast, Earl Grant. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome to come chat with us anytime, Earl. So so I think that's it. That'll do it for episode number 155. We'll see you guys next time. Hopefully Steve is not broke on episode 156. Later days. <laughs>